Let your childlike faith in God's word multiply, for its inerrant truth is far, far beyond reproach. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith there is no access to God's eternal goodness. Although faithlessness does open the door to God's severity, Romans 11.22, Behold therefore the goodness and the severity of God. God is the source of every good and perfect gift. He freely gives his blessings to his childlike, and the ultimate end result is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Listen to this marvelous advertisement in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 5. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will deal with them, and dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. This is the marvelous goodness of God. God also promises unspeakable severity to those who reject truth. Matthew chapter thirteen forty one and 42. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Matthew twenty-five forty-six. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. We choose goodness or severity. Have you chosen God's goodness, Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son? Have you been born again, born a second time? Would you like to participate in the greatest miracle of all time? Would you like to have all your sin and shame expunged from your record? Would you like a new name, a new father, a new purpose, and a new power, literally a new beginning? then today is your day of salvation. Click on to Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Do it now. We'll wait for you here. Now for today's subject. 
God said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 10. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he seas, and God saw that it was good. Man said it was Darwin's position that over time scientific discovery would eventually prove the God of the Bible irrelevant. Now the record. No matter how hard they wrestle, no matter how eloquent they wax, they end up here. It always ends up here at the word of God. Carnal minds typically take a wide, circuitous route, but when they come nipping at the truth, they end up here. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. This is feature article 529 that once again proves the full veracity of the supernatural God-authored Bible. These articles are archived in text and streaming audio. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. The following excerpt is from a 2006 issue of Discover magazine concerning the dead man, Carl Sagan. Sagan approaches religion like any phenomenon. He isn't on a quest for life's meaning, for a comforting philosophy, or even a guide to how we should treat the neighbors. Sagan seeks truth of a demonstrable kind. As a puckish example, he wonders why the book of Genesis didn't include God-inspired truths. End of quote. Students of the scriptures everywhere are perplexed by such a statement. Had Mr. Sagan and those who glorified him ever read the book of Genesis? Surely some of them had, but unfortunately for them, only the childlike can understand. Jesus said in Matthew thirteen ten through 16, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Years ago, I was out in the marketplace selling advertising. 
In a conversation with a big, burly businessman, I said something as simplistic as God willing. That statement set this tormented human off into a verbal rage. He shouted, God, God, did you talk to God? I calmly answered that as a matter of fact, I had just been speaking to God en route to his store. I said that he probably wondered why he never heard God's uh, still small voice. He responded, that's right, that's right. I told him he wouldn't hear God's voice for good until he humbled himself, repented of his sins, and surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. The din of the world had blocked his ears. They always end up here. In the God Said, Man Said series titled, It Is Just Pure Chance, we list a staggering array of science's latest discoveries that consistently shout yes to God's inerrant word. The camp of the pseudoscientific has been forced to make retraction and correction after retraction and correction. They uh, then regroup to concoct another preposterous, godless explanation. Before we get to one of science's latest discoveries, consider this short list of marvels, all of which are inside feature articles on this website. Number one, the Bible says that in the beginning God created. Mainstream science also acknowledges the beginning, but theirs is a godless and it took billions of years to develop. Ancient non-biblical societal records all attest to a beginning. That's all in Genesis chapter 1. Number two, God did not create the sun, moon, and stars until the fourth day of creation, but there was light on the very first day. Science has now concluded there was light before the sun. Genesis chapter 1. Number three, the first woman and mother of all humans was called Eve, and her husband's name was Adam. Uh, Genesis 3.20 says, And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Today, science has concluded that all humans on the earth have one common mother and one common father. Number four, God said he made man out of dirt, out of the dust of the earth. Genesis chapter 2. When explorers first discovered the ancient non-biblical Miyatsu people of China, they were surprised by their detailed genealogical record of their ancestry, which took them back to the world's first man. Astonishingly, they named him Dirt. Now factor into this equation that Adam's name means red dirt. Number five. It was once said that we only use 10% of our brain power, but now science has concluded that the brain has infinite capabilities and that we are only using a fraction of a fraction of it. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Science now knows that all the world's wealth and knowledge could not duplicate the human brain. Imagine that God has created our brains after his likeness. Surely the ground between our ears is the most undeveloped resource in the universe. Number six. Was it just a coincidence or an old fable that God took a rib from Adam to create Eve? Why a rib? For one thing, when bone grafting is necessary, one's own rib is the most likely candidate to contribute. This ideal candidate is full of bone marrow. Bone marrow is the spongy tissue found inside bones, but superpower-filled bones such as the breastbone, skull, hip, spine, and ribs actually contain stem cells that manufacture the body's red and white 
blood cells. White blood cells defend against disease, and red blood cells bring oxygen and nourishment to the body and remove waste products. God chose a rib. In a 2003 article in Science News titled From Bone to Brain and subtitled Transplanted Male Bone Marrow Makes Nerve Cells in Women and Girls, the following excerpt were taken. An unusual study of the brains of women and girls who have received transplants of bone marrow from men indicates that marrow cells can transform into nerve cells. Researchers found that each female brain had nerve cells containing a Y chromosome presumably derived from the transplanted bone marrow, end of quote. Number seven. Initially before sin, man and the entire animal kingdom were vegetarians, Genesis chapter 1. Anthropologists were shocked at a very ancient crocodile fossil they had unearthed. It was a vegetarian. A special note to the science writer in Discover magazine who was lauding the man Carl Sagan. The issues just mentioned are from the first three chapters of Genesis, and we have just begun to scratch the surface. The headline in the November 5, 2010 issue of New Scientist reads, Earth may have had water from day one. The following information is from the April-June 2011 issue of Answers, and it addresses the water issue. In Genesis 1, the Bible indicates that on day one of creation week, the earth was covered with water. Secular hypothesis about the universe's origin, like the Big Bang, however, hold that the earth formed as a hot, molten blob billions of years ago. Challenged to explain where all this ocean water came from, some secular scientists are now rethinking their old beliefs. Echoing Genesis 1, New Science, a new scientist featured an article late last year with the title, Earth May Have Had Water From Day One. It declared... Now it seems that water may, after all, have been present in Earth's building blocks. Fred Cecil of the University of Chicago's Geophysical Sciences Department told the magazine that a recent computer simulation strengthens the argument that water was present in Earth's raw materials, end of quote. Finally, one paragraph from New Scientist demonstrates the preposterous wrestling that goes on when pseudoscience is once again knocked on its ear. It reads, Now it seems that water may, after all, have been present in Earth's building blocks. Simulations by Nora DeLu of University College London and colleagues suggest that the dust grains from which Earth formed has such a tenacious grip on water that they could have held on to the molecules despite the high temperatures, end of quote. No, Nora DeLu, God. Thousands of years ago, before the word science entered the human lexicon, God said, His words have been challenged incessantly by the world's brightest, but they have failed every time, every time, without fail. Your childlike faith in God's word, saints, will never be disappointed. When they come nipping at the truth, they will discover that the childlike are already there. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 10, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. 
and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the earth be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas, and God saw that it was good. Man said it was Darwin's position that over time, scientific discovery would eventually prove the God of the Bible irrelevant. Now you have the record.